Good morning. Thank you for worshiping with us, whether in person, through live stream, podcast, or sermon by phone. And we thank all those that make these services happen. The offering plates will continue to be available at the entrances. Please check the bulletin for other ways to give or contact the church office if you require assistance. A copy of the bulletin can be found on Trinity's website, trinitysummerside.ca, or available by contacting the church office. Please review the bulletin for the activities of the life and work of Trinity and our surrounding communities, including the following. Update on hospital visitations for ministry personnel. A visit with Reverend Rachel Campbell. Sign up at the back of the church or by calling or emailing the church office. Information on membership, baptism, transfer of membership, baptism and confirmation. Information on happenings at Trinity and surrounding area in the coming days and weeks. And we have a few dates for you to mark on your calendar. February 21st, which is Shrove Tuesday. Of course, what Shrove Tuesday without a pancake supper? So that's here from 4 to 6. On February 22nd is Ash Wednesday, so there will be an Ash Wednesday service at 6.30. And on March 5th is our annual congregational meeting, which will follow the in-person worship service. Reverend Bob Walker will be presenting Walking Through the Valley of the Shadow of Death, a series of presentations and conversations exploring the five aspects of grief. The next session is February 26th in the parlor here at Trinity. For more information, please check the bulletin. Food boxes are always in demand. Please consider including a few items when you're doing your weekly shopping. A list of items required is available in the bulletin on the Trinity website and above the donation boxes at each entrance. The Little Wooden Benevolent Church is back awaiting donations to the fund. Trinity as a faith community has been very generous to the Benevolent Fund, allowing our minister to give a quick response to urgent needs. Take two Trinity players, uh, just to let you know that practice is canceled today and rescheduled for February 26th. Same time, same place. On February 15th, we celebrate National Flag Day of Canada. Display the maple leaf proudly. Maybe hum the national anthem to reinforce how proud we are to be Canadians. Here are a few fun facts about the flag. On February 15th, 1965, Canada's red and white maple leaf flag was raised for the very first time on Parliament Hill. On the same day, February 15th, in 1996, National Flag Day of Canada was declared. Canada is the only country with a maple leaf on our flag. The maple leaf has been used historically as a decorative and ornamental symbol and often serves to distinguish Canadians abroad. The stylized maple leaf on the flag has 11 points. Red and white are the national colors of Canada. The Canadian flag is twice as long as it is wide. I never knew that, that surprised me. The white square and its maple leaf make up half the surface of the flag, equal to two red bars combined. The role of flag bearer for Canadian teams attending national and international sporting events is a special honour. When the national flag flies along with the flags of the ten provinces and three territories, the flags of the provinces and territories follow in the order that they entered confederation. We acknowledge that the land upon which we gather is unceded Mi'kmaq territory. Epiquit, Prince Edward Island, 
is covered by the historic treaties of peace and friendship. We pay our respects to the indigenous Mi'kmaq people who have occupied this island for over 12,000 years, past, present, and future. Thank you, Nancy. Hi, I'm Reverend Rachel. I am the minister here at Trinity United Church. Thank you for worshiping with us. And full disclosure, I've had a busy week. Yesterday was coldest night of the year, and it claimed my voice. So you're going to notice my voice is almost gone, but it's still a little bit here, enough to preach. I have enough voice to preach. I won't be, however, singing. Now, Nancy said to me, she said, well, if you lose your voice, I can come over and take over. I said, I got this guy beside me. We're all good. We're all good. No problem. Today we do have some celebrations. I do want to recognize a retirement. Elaine Campbell is here. 42 years of nursing. Elaine. That's more than a job. It's more than an occupation. It's a calling. So thank you so much. Also, some birthdays. I have some junior church people, some youth. This is great. People are ratting you out all over the place. So junior church, Sophia, is her birthday is today. And are you seven today? Happy birthday. <laughs> Wonderful. And when I hear on the 18th, you're going to be four. Is that right? Four years old. And I hear your sister is turning two. Oh, my goodness. I got the right information. And I also have a birthday girl who's a little older than you guys. She's 17 tomorrow. Um, Skye, where are you? Where is she? Right back there. It was your mom who ratted you out. Just to let you know. It was right beside. Any other birthdays? Oh, happy birthday. How old? Six. Yes. All right. Let us sing happy birthday, dear friends. Happy that celebration, let us prepare ourselves for worship.
Today we light the Christ candle as a sign and a symbol of Christ's presence with us, not only within this sanctuary, but out into the world.
loving God, the light of Epiphany shines. Help us make room. Allow the light to shine into a place where transformation can begin and change take root. In the darkest of winters, the light of Epiphany reminds us of hope, peace, joy, and love. And as we gather, we prepare ourselves remembering the words that Jesus taught us to sing. We're going to do our reading first today. So come on forward. Have a seat. Come join me up here. And I'll get Emma to come all the way up here with me. Everybody else on the stairs. Wonderful. Sophia will hold your coat. Good, good, good. That's what sisters are for on their birthday. All right. There we go. And so we're going to listen to a story that Emma's going to share with us about Jesus talking with friends. And sometimes even when we're having a bad day, we're still friends. Even when we're having a bad day, we're still friends, right? Okay, Emma, you share us that story. Jesus teaches about anger. One day, Jesus was teaching a crowd of people. He explained some very good ways to treat others with, with love and respect. Do not call other people names, Jesus said. He explained that using unkind names hurts people's feelings. Jesus continued, If you are angry with someone, talk to them about what makes you angry. Work the problem out and forgive each other. Forgiveness shows love. The people nodded, listening to what Jesus was saying. Treat your family members and friends politely and kindly, Jesus said. Kindness and respect are important. Use God's name respectfully too. It is only for worship and praise. God's name is special. Wow, Jesus had great things to tell the people. 
how wonderful the world could be if everyone followed Jesus' words. Thank you, Emma. You can go and join everybody. And I'm going to come down with you. Wonderful. Sister will give back your jacket. That's great. All right. So today, hello. Nancy shared with you all the different ways that we can join church. Sometimes that's through baptism and confirmation and also transfer of membership. So today, we are going to recognize three transfers of membership. This morning, I would like to ask to please stand Sally Rankin. Thank you, Sally. Tim Griffin. Thank you, Tim. And Kathy Pavlik Griffin. Wonderful. Welcome to you all. Everybody see them? See, oh, you've got to stay standing, Sally. There you go. Welcome to you all. Each of you have requested a transfer of membership to become full members of Trinity United Church Summerside. With these transfers of membership, our faith family grows, and we are blessed. Upon receiving your request to transfer your membership to the congregation and confirmation of membership in your respective churches, each of your names were presented to the worship team, and the Council of Trinity United Church, all named today, were admitted to full membership in this congregation. And for that, we celebrate. For those who are able, let us all rise together in the presence of God as we receive these members. We begin by saying a new creed together, which will be on the screen, an affirmation of our faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to live with respect in creation, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus, crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us, we are not alone. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus, we welcome you to the privileges and responsibilities of membership in this congregation. God has called you. We pray you allow the light of Christ to shine through all you say and all you do. This is your faith family, Trinity United Church in Summerside, and we celebrate what you bring. Please join me. As God has called us, we pledge to you our friendship, our help, and our prayers. May the grace of God be with you. Know that you never walk alone. All glorious gods. Amen. And let us celebrate by singing.
them to go to Sunday school, but we're going to get them to dance out. <laughs> but they're also going to get a little gift from the church for Valentine's because Valentine's is on Tuesday, so it's a surprise. just see him dancing off to, to junior church this morning. Um, Paul, uh, writing to the, uh, the Corinthians, was uh, writing to a community that was very divided. And, uh, and so he was trying to uh, help them understand that if we're in Christ, uh, we need to live in a different way. And uh, so he he writes this letter to them in the, in the third chapter. He says, And so, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as fleshly, as infants in Christ. He's talking about when he first came to them. I fed you with milk, not with solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now, you are, not, you are still not ready, for you are still fleshy. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not fleshy and behaving according to human inclinations? For when one says, I belong to Paul, and another I belong to Apollos. Are you not all too human? What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollo watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and each will receive wages according to their own labor. For we are God's co-workers, working together. You are God's field, God's building. May God's blessing be on this reading from God's own holy word. Amen.
you please join me in prayer? Let us pray. Loving God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, dear God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. What does it mean to be broken? Does it mean imperfect? Something that we need to fix? In need of replacement? Or even beyond repair? Or could it mean experienced? New opportunities, another purpose that we may have never even thought possible. When something is broken, what does that mean? For some of us, the idea of broken or brokenness creates different responses. Maybe it creates a reactionary response. We may want to automatically go out and try to repair the brokenness to bring it back to what it once was, what it used to be. Or maybe we see brokenness as a potential for a recreation that is enriched with wisdom in and through the brokenness to create something new. Not as it once was, but as it is now. Because some see broken pieces of glass and they see an opportunity to just grab a broom and a dustpan and get rid of the broken glass. Other people see an opportunity to create art, something new. We can respond and understand to the idea of broken or brokenness in a variety of ways. And today, in both the gospel lesson that Emma shared and the epistle text that Reverend Bob read, we are reintroduced to this idea dealing with each other in situations where we might not be at our so-called best. We might even say that there are glimpses of brokenness within responses that we as humans exhibit. We, all of us, exhibit brokenness. We all do. It is part of our humanity. And Paul reinforces this understanding of humanness when he says, For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not fleshy and behaving according to human inclinations? For one, one says, I belong to Paul, and another says, I belong to Apollos. Are you not all too human? Then Paul pushes this human understanding through the filter of being Christian and what that not only means to those in the church in the time of this letter, but I would argue it means it's a lesson for us for today. What does this mean for today for us to be churched? Paul reminds us that when we belong to Christ, and as such, we have all the responsibilities within our Christian way of being. When he says, servants, through whom you came to believe, as the Lord assigned each of you, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives growth. Only God gives growth. The growth within this depth of our faith, the depth of our commitment to God, which brings us the depth of our wisdom again with God. And Paul brings everything, everything back to God. Our focus is to be on God, and as such, our responses should be reflective of our faith. Even when our humanness might seem to get in the way, 
He sees that. We see that. It also reinforces that God's focus is also on us, that God understands this as part of our humanness. We know this because this is exactly what Jesus taught and what Paul has been trying to remind us yet again through these letters, all through Epiphany. But guess what? Just from that very first letter, way back in the first part of January, we're reminded we're all in this together. Again, we are brought back to that relational language that's been a huge part of this Epiphany season. The call to show up. The discernment to learn and to listen. The commissioning to go out there with the wisdom that you've acquired in here and throughout your faith journey and proclaim it. Proclaim it. To take the faith and to live it. To speak it. To be it. And God calls us as Christians to do just that. God calls us to answer the call, to discern that call, to listen, to learn from it, take the commissioning, and then to go out there and proclaim. And Paul has reminded us that even when we do all of this, even when we do everything down to the last letter, we do not do it on our own, but we do it with God. It is God that gives us the growth. Growth is not with Paul. Growth is not with Apollos. Growth is not with a minister, no matter how loud she is, even with a voice that's going away. Growth is not with me. Growth is with God. Just like when we plant a garden, we can do all the right things. We can be out there and do all the right things. The growing, the taking root, it is a wait and see. But for God, all things are possible with God. And Jesus reminds us of this in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. But Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals, it is impossible. But for God, all things are possible. And today, as our faith family continues to grow in a variety of ways, online, in person, through confirmation, through transfer of membership, junior church registration, baptism, the list goes on. Even if you've just seen the doors open today and said, I want to come in there, you are part of this faith family. We are to make room for each of you and for God. We also grow in our faith with each other and with God when we do this. When we lift up all the things that you bring, we are also lifting up that all things are possible with God. We as humans, we all come broken. And that is what gives us beauty. And that's what gives us wisdom. It is what gives us our stories and our experiences. God loves this about us. We are not made to be perfect. We are made to be and do good. We are made to be and to do good, but we're not made to be perfect. If we were perfect, would we miss out on the experiences of how we relate to one another and each other and God? We would. We'd miss out on all that. And as Jesus emphasized again today, we are to make room for each other, to listen and learn, to be kind, to love, 
And within our brokenness, we are to make room for revelation. And don't be too quick in grabbing that broom and dustpan. Instead, what if we followed the way of God and lived into love and lived into grace, in hope, in forgiveness, acceptance, and a radical welcome that includes all? Jesus is not running around with a dustpan and a broom. Live into those broken pieces that have created you and that keep creating you all things new. What if? When researching for today's sermon and reflecting on the two holy texts within our lectionary readings for this Sunday, I came across a quote from from a Dr. Vance Havner that said, God uses broken things. It takes broken soil to produce a crop, broken clouds to give rain, broken grain to give bread, broken bread to give strength. It is the broken alabaster box that gives forth the perfume. It is Peter, weeping bitterly, who returns to greater power than ever. Look what Peter did through his brokenness You see, in our so-called weakness, within those cracks and those breaks, those broken parts of us, there's a great call for us to become more than we ever even thought of being. But we have to show up. Living into our potential of what we are becoming. It is the discovering why that we talked about last week. We need those cracks. We need those life lessons, those moments when we are called to be present to someone else and their struggles, to be in a place where we can share with each other, knowing that growth, well, growth is with God. Paul, again, reinforced that later on in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 when he writes, but we have this treasure in clay jars, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are affiliated in every way, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're never driven to despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. We do not know... And we don't do all these things on our own. We don't know everything, and we don't do all these things on our own. And when we try to do everything on our own, the weight becomes heavy, very heavy. Many times Jesus warns us of these heavy burdens of this world. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are wearing and who are carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, there's this invitation to come and to be comforted by laying down our burdens, and we all have burdens, but to lay them down within our faith following what Christ has taught in the way of God and creating all things new 
just from laying down those burdens that we no longer need and bringing our own experiences, our own brokenness, shape the new creation and continue to transform. Today we have a chance. We have a chance to live into God's new creation and what that brings. And to recognize what we bring is important. This church is different today because of Sally, because of Tim, because of Kathy, because of Bob, because of you. What you bring is important. And we bring all these pieces that make up who we are. And God knows all our pieces. A God that knows you and loves you. And as the song, I am a child of God, reminds us, we are all in this continuous prayer. We're not done yet. We're in a continuous prayer, and I love how that is worded. We are continuously being developed. This development is endless. We come as we are. We bring all our wisdom and experience, as we talked before about, and we bring it here. And at times, we may not be at our best, but we come. And that, my friends, is the first step in being part of a faith, a faith family, a faith community, and being part of a creation that seeks justice, that seeks peace, and lives into a hope created from what was once broken. All glorious gods. Amen. and my
Good morning. We did it. Last night, the coldest night of the year, 139 teams from here in Summerside, made up of 192 walkers, walked the walk. Supported by 14 plus volunteers, the fire department, the police department, 21 route sponsors, three lead sponsors, and six rest stop sponsors, which provided food and warm drink along the way. Summerside really knows how to pull together, doesn't it? The overall goal of this year's coldest night in the year for Summerside was $100,000 to raise. To date, they've raised $67,000, which is 67% of that goal. And I would remind you that donations can still be made until the end of March. I know that members of this congregation supported several different teams, but Reverend Rachel's team, the Walking Robins, which dedicated its walk to the memory of 
Reverend John Wilson, set a goal of $2,000, and we surpassed it, thanks to you. Lifehouse here in Summerside will greatly benefit from this effort. It will be instrumental in changing people's lives for the better by providing shelter, food, safety, guidance, and counseling. Mahatma Gandhi once challenged people to say, be the change that you wish to see in the world. By supporting things like this, we are the change. We are the change that we wish to see in the world. And as Reverend Rachel said in her sermon this morning, we are made to do good. And to quote her further, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you for the support. And remember, you can still contribute. One of the things that I have learned from being involved with Coldest Night of the Year um, since bringing it here back in 2022 um, for the first time in Summerside is that every little bit matters and it makes a difference. And it stays within Summerside, which is so wonderful in Prince County because it does. Summerside, a lot of things happen in Summerside that basically this ripple effect happens. And there are people then from all over Prince County that are affected in such a positive way. So thank you for that. It was a wonderful thing, well worth you know, my voice being overextended, well worth it. And today we just pause for a moment and we just bring a, a moment where we can stop and we can think about what we bring, lift that up and offer a prayer and a blessing on that. Let us pray. Gracious God, we bring our gifts. We bring ourselves. Bless us and bless them. We pray that the gifts received here today aid in the betterment of this world, that we do good and be good. Love is revealed when we nourish one another. Healing is initiated when we pay attention. We pray that all these gifts are done so in the name of Jesus and lifted up so that we can continue to make a difference in this world. Amen.
Holy God of mystery, wonder, and awe, to you all a glory be given. We come to you a broken people. Some of us come advanced in age, broken, frustrated with our diminished incapacity, struggling to maintain our independence. Help us to accept that when our strength no longer allows us to do what we once did, our lives still have purpose and meaning. Some of us come as young parents and grandparents and we feel broken, fearing for the safety of our children, grieving in solidarity with the parents in Quebec who have lost a child this week. And we wonder, how can we protect our children from deranged individuals in this broken world of ours? And so help us to give thanks for the thousands and thousands of teachers and friends who care for our children. Some of us come here this morning shocked by the destructive power of the earthquake in Turkey and Syria and of the thousands of lives lost and the massive destruction of buildings. And we pray for those who are left grieving and shivering in the cold. We pray for those who struggle to provide care and comfort, risking their lives, exposing themselves to the trauma that will be with them for the rest of their lives. And we give thanks, O oh God, for our friends, our neighbors who struggle here in our own communities to provide shelter for those who need shelter, for those who have worked in this coldest night of the year. We give thanks, O oh God, that you meet us in our brokenness and in our struggles. We give thanks that you are our friends so that we can be a friend to others. We give thanks that you are our guide so that we might guide one another. And we give thanks most of all that you are our savior, that you are a healing presence in our lives so that we too can be a healing presence to each other in our brokenness. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on our world, melt us, mold us, fill us, and use us to be the change that we dream of. In awe, may we come to celebrate the mystery and the wonder of your ways. Hear all of our prayers, spoken and unspoken, and in your mercy answer. Amen.
minutes. As you leave this place today, I commission you all to be alert, to stand firm in the faith, to be valiant and strong, but let all that you do be done out of love. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen and hallelujah. <laughs>